As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Live from the Grace Broadcasting Studios in Covington, Tennessee, it's Adam and Chad, bringing you the latest in sports from a local perspective every Tuesday night. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. To listen to the show and connect with us live. That's right. You catch us on Twitter at Adam Chad Sports. You catch us right here live on Facebook. Every week you miss us live, it'll be on after the show, so you can catch any time you get a chance to watch it. Also, if you want to go well, listen to us on an app, you got iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. You want to give us a call, it's 901 475 9355. All right, make sure you comment live in that Facebook live stream there. We monitor that throughout the show. We'll respond to your comments, and as Adam said, you can always call in as well. A week this week of big stuff. The name of the show this week is called Broken Records, not only because we had a record broken, over the past weekend, but also because it seems like college football is like a broken record now, and you got Clemson and Alabama picked to be in the national championship for what is it the fourth straight time? 
That'd be the fourth time like they met it in the playoffs. Fourth time yeah. they met in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, I mean, you know, a uh, little bit of a double entendre there as far as the name of the show. By the way, we've also got four tickets, count them four, family four-pack, to the Memphis Tigers football game this Saturday night at 6 p.m. They take on Mercer in the first game of the year. Some people are saying this might be the best Tigers team that they've ever put on the field. We'll have to see. They got a new quarterback. I don't know if I'm ready to say that yet. I mean, uh, you know, it's just not a lot. I mean, some of the big stars aren't returning. Anthony Miller's gone. Um, So I don't know. I'm not saying they'll be bad. I just got to wait and see. But uh, I don't know if it's the best team ever. I haven't seen the quarterback really play. Started one game, I think, uh, in his career. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see how that goes. Plus, it's Mercer, but it could be a lot of fun. I mean, they could. Look, here's a good uh, uh, fun thing to do, I think, when they play Mercer on Saturday night. I think that you should root for them to hold them to zero and score more than 56. Last year, Alabama beat Mercer 56 to nothing. And so I think as a Memphis fan, the biggest thing to root for is to beat them 63 to nothing. Just beat them better than Alabama beat them. I, I think that'd be a good goal. That'd be a good start. I mean, definitely it would show that they're where they should be because this Mercer's no joke, but if you can pound them and treat them the same way that most of the Power Five do, then you're you're already showing that you're kind of on that le- same level as far as uh, defense and offense. But um, I think – and also, of course, the Auburn struggled with uh, Mercer last year, so you don't want to be that team. You don't want to be that team. That's for sure. You don't want to be Auburn versus Mercer last year. You want to be Alabama versus Mercer last year, for sure. Uh, Brock Lomax, we'll talk about in a little bit uh, more in detail, but uh, broke a record at Covington High School this weekend. Other stuff as well. We've got our weekly sports update right now. It's called The Rundown. The Rundown. The Memphis Tigers added a four-star defensive end today. Former Auburn commit Kyoto Alottle, I guess, is ranked 13th strong side defensive end in the country according to 247 Sports. Joins the Tigers as they prepare to take on Mercer at home in season opener Saturday night. Ohio State released its penalty for Urban Meyer's mishandling of domestic abuse allegation against staffer Zach Smith. Meyer will be suspended for three games to start the season for the Buckeyes. In high school football, Covenant quarterback Brock Lomax became the school's all-time passing leader in Friday with a win over FACS. He is currently 139 for 311 and 2,714 yards in his career, surpassing Allen Williams' previous record of 2,711 yards. Covenant will take on McNary Central this week. That's the rundown. And, uh... Like I said, him, uh, Brock Lomax, setting that record, all-time passing record, 2,714 yards so far. Of course, he'll get more throughout the year this year. Um, which, uh, honestly, I mean, uh, Covington doesn't throw a lot, so to put up that many yards is something, I think, uh, in, in the uh, to get to this point. You know, and the season's not over yet, so he'll he'll add to this, and he'll end up blowing away the old record by quite a bit, I think. Uh, in the end, uh, but congratulations, Brock Lomax, leading passer now in Covington High School football history, and uh, probably won't be passed anytime soon because it's going to be hard to find a quarterback that can start all four years. Right, right. It's yeah. That's I mean, it, it, that's still you know pretty good all the way around with him being able to do that and and like you said, having somebody 
start four years is going to be unusual because you don't have a lot of freshmen come right in as quarterbacks. Usually there's somebody there that's already been backing up or something. So it's going to be a big change once he's gone. But right now he seems to be doing well. First few games he's done, was it 14 or 8 of 14? Yeah, 8 of so, 14. So, yeah, about a 70% completion percentage uh, in his uh, in the first games of the season this year. Uh, I, I want to say it's like 300 yards. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, but uh, – yeah, not not too bad this year for Brock Lomax so far, starting out pretty good uh, from a throwing perspective. And, of course, it's starting out great for Covington there, 2-0. and Munford able to bounce back after suffering a pounding at the hands of Covington in week one, 55-14. They come back, and they put up 50 on Millington and win the M&M Bowl. First of all, it's tough to get two rivalry games, two your two biggest rivalry games, back-to-back week one and week two. That's oh, a, yeah. that's a tough schedule. And they bounce back this week. They're able to beat Millington after Millington coming off a win against Bolton and uh they're able to beat them, put up some numbers. Jayshon Adele put up some serious numbers. He went uh 2 for 2 for 70 uh 78 yards and a touchdown. Uh keep in mind uh I I think he is he a quarterback or a running back? I I've got him listed as a running back here on the sheet, but I think he's actually their quarterback. Yeah, that's everything I'm showing see shows running back too, but he could be playing as well. I don't know sometimes the way they Well, I've him got him at two for two passing, seventy eight yards and a touchdown, seventeen carries, eighty seven yards and two touchdowns, and then three kick returns for ninety seven yards total. Uh the guy can do it all and he got it done for Munford. We'll talk to Coach Nick Markle later in the show about Munford's uh, bounce back and what Adele was able to do and the rest of the team. Uh, and that interview is coming up in just a little bit with him. And uh, also, don't forget, our Player of the Week poll is open until the second half of the show. So until 7 p.m., you can still vote for Player of the Week. You have to be a member of the Fans of Adam and Chad Facebook group. Go on there and you can vote for the high school football player of the week. The nominees this week are Marcus Hayes, the running back from Covington, had 10 carries, 189 yards, and four touchdowns. Jashawn Adele, you just heard me say he had two of two for 78 yards and a touchdown, 17 carries for 87 yards and two touchdowns and 97 return yards. Reed Holland, the number uh, number three running back from uh, Fayette Academy, had 13 carries for 144 yards and three touchdowns, one catch for five yards one two-point conversion six tackles and one interception kenneth walker the third on there again this week from arlington number nine the running back 166 yards rushing three touchdowns 36 yards receiving with one touchdown and a punt return for 80 yards and a touchdown five total touchdowns again for Kenneth Walker III over there at Arlington, an impressive young man. And you've still got time to vote in the poll there. on uh, It's on the Adam and Chad Facebook page, but you have to be a member of the Fans of Adam and Chad Facebook group. As All you got to do, if you're not a member, is click join. Adam approves them like that, like that. I mean, fast. And uh, so it won't take you any time to get in there and be able to vote. And uh, I'm... Maybe most looking forward to talking to Brandon Reed as we move into the final week of preseason in NFL. We'll talk to him about the upcoming season, the effects on fantasy football. We'll also talk to him about Memphis football because I think we're all fired up about the upcoming season for Memphis and ready to see what happens there. And, of course, like I said, we've got Nick Markle on the show later. We've got Jeff Ireland coming on the show next. He'll talk high school football. We'll talk about all the things that have gone on in 
in the local area. And uh, Brandon Reed will be in the second half of the show. And we'll also be giving away at some point in the show, we'll be giving away tickets, a four-pack, a family four-pack of tickets to see the Memphis Tigers take on the Mercer Bears this Saturday at 6 p.m. And uh, Adam, out of all the big things that have happened this week in sports, most of it's got to do with the start of the football season. But the one thing I wanted to bring up to you, because I don't know how much time we'll have to get to it later, three-game suspension for Urban Meyer, fair or foul? Uh, It's fair, but probably should have been a little more. But I... I'm not sure. I don't know enough of the details of the situation, but I mean, based on what they've told, I, I feel like it probably could have been a little harsher. But then again, there's still some stuff that I still don't know about with what went on with that. So, really, not sure who's to blame in some cases. But I, I think they should have given him a little bit harsher punishment. I figured for sure. I don't necessarily because me and you talked about. It, I don't really know if he shouldn't have been fired. But then again, now you're kind of setting a bad presence for something like that in the future because somebody you know they'll say oh well they did know about it well they didn't fire him but i think each university kind of takes it i think it's really going to fall on ohio state's uh upper uh i say upper management i guess you'd say but the this the different school officials it's going to kind of fall on them so if something else happens later it's going to get kind of crazy i don't i don't think they're gonna i'm going like to take an unpopular stance I'm not. I'm going to say that I understand. They said he mishandled. Uh, they say he mishandled the reporting of the situation. That he did not fail to report the abuse allegations. Yeah, that's what they're claiming that he didn't. But that it was basically they're saying he should have fired him earlier. This is what I've gathered from right. it. Now, like I said, uh, information could be presented to me, and I could change my opinion. But from what I know, I think three games is about right. I think basically they had to do that, even if he followed all the procedures. But uh, his being asked about it in the media and brushing it off and kind of lying about it is maybe something to address. I don't think it's fireable. I just don't think it's a fireable offense. And I think a lot of... A lot of things depend on... I think it's an awkward situation to be in when you hear about abuse, but you also hear that someone is staying in the relationship. And so you don't know what effect you firing the guy will have on that woman when he goes home that night, probably drunk and mad because he got fired. So I, I can understand, I can understand having reservations about uh, taking something all the way when right. the when the woman has decided not to leave. Yeah, because I feel like there wasn't enough evidence necessarily to fire him per se, but it is kind of kind of a yeah. tricky situation. Now maybe they should have fired him sooner. Fired the uh, Zach Smith, I think his name should have fired him sooner. But and maybe that's true yeah. too. I don't know. We'll uh, but we'll keep an eye on it. But he's suspended for three games. I think it's pretty much appropriate. I, I think it's about right. I, I think uh, for what at least for what I know that he's accused of, which is not acting fast enough on discipline and uh, lying to the media. Yeah, which the lying to the media, I don't think any kind of punishment hand down. He, you know, that's just his choice there. We'll be right back <laughs> with Jeff Ireland on US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app. It's Adam and Chad.
Memphis football is finally here as your Tigers open the season on 901 Day, September 1st. Be part of opening night as your Tigers host the Mercer Bears for a 6 p.m. kickoff. As our salute to the 901, we have partnered with Kroger and the Mid-South Food Bank with tickets available at area Kroger stores for just $9.01. That's right, tickets cost just $9.01, but only at local Kroger stores. Get tickets for the whole family and help us celebrate the start of the 2018 season. Memphis football, Saturday, September 1st at 6 p.m. It's not just a home or a car. It's the money you save, the overtime you work so that you can have nice things. The State Farm team of Brad Carlisle wants to protect them. We are the number one choice for home and auto, and with discounts up to 40%, we can save you money and give you the coverage you deserve. Let the Brad Carlisle team save you an average of $480 a year. Call Brad Carlisle State Farm today at 901-476-7500 or visit bradcarlisle.com. Under mostly sunny skies, temperatures will climb into the lower 90s today. That'll produce a heat index value near 100. Partly cloudy, mid-70s overnight. Increasing clouds and increasing rain chances for Wednesday afternoon and Thursday. Let Green King Spray make your neighbors green with envy. Have the best-looking yard in the neighborhood. Call Green King Spray, 901-831-9466, or visit greenkingspray.com. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of U.S. 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website, us51country.com, and click on Calendar to post your information. You're listening to Adam and Chad. And boom goes the dynamite. On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Welcome back in. Joined now, as we are at this time every week, by the editor, sports editor, that is, for the leader, and the Collierville Herald, Jeff Ireland. He doesn't like to be called our good friend. He says we're not friends. But... Nonetheless, he's a regular guest on the show. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Jeff? Jeff? Are you there, Jeff? Did we lose him? I think so. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hello? Jeff Ireland? Going once, going twice, and no. <laughs> All right. And so we'll have to try to get Jeff Ireland back on the uh, show here. I will... Uh, I will try to do that just momentarily. <laughs> Adam, uh, if you want to, go over the high school scores from the past weekend while I try to get Jeff back on the phone. All right, let's see here. Of course, as we were talking about earlier, you had uh, Munford uh, beat Millington 50-30. to 30. That was a pretty good uh, showdown there. They they ended up, like I said, we bet they bounced back from the previous loss last week, and then Covington took care of business once again this week. And... Uh, my thing just disappeared on me here. Sorry about that. Okay, there we go. Yeah, and that beat uh, FACS uh, forty-one to seven. And then, of course, we post them. We always post them on our uh, Facebook page. So that way, if you're ever trying to figure out what the score is later that evening, once all of them are posted and brought in, we'll have them on there on our fans of Adam and Chad and on our page. So always keep an eye out for that on Friday nights and Saturday mornings. All right. Well, I believe now we have Jeff Ireland on the line. Jeff, are you there? I am here. Sorry, guys. I had a okay. there brief, we go. Uh, brief, brief thing. 
<laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, uh, Jeff, we had a big weekend of high school football. Munford bounced back, and they were able to get the win in the M&M Bowl. Covington continued their winning streak against FACS. And Brighton is now 0-2 after losing at home to Dyersburg. Uh, what, do you, what did you think about the weekend's games? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's pretty interesting. Everybody, you know, had interesting results, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. Um, you know, we're, we're 20% way through the uh, regular season, which is kind of weird way to look at it, but I was sitting down writing a column today, and I realized that's, you know, it's not even uh, September yet, and we're already 20% through the regular season. Yeah, yeah, but, that's true. Yeah. yeah, 10 games, um, they go by fast. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I mean, Covington just looks incredible right now. They look unstoppable, like, you know, they're going to win a state title. Of course, that's getting ahead of ourselves, but they just look, they couldn't look any better right now, basically. Um you know, Munford had a huge rebound game there. I think everybody, including myself, was kind of concerned about them after they got really just demolished by Covington last week or last week one, and uh, they looked just, you know, a million times better. Their defense still has some issues, but they uh, their offense looked great, and I think if they can just sort of uh, figure those out, they'll be in good shape. And Brighton, yeah, you know, it's it's tough about Brighton. <laughs> just, they did not look good against Dyersburg. But, yeah, they had some turnovers, which that's one sort of – it wasn't like they just got run off the field. They had two or three turnovers that were just crucial, including a pick six that just really killed them. But yeah. with that said, you know, I don't know. But, you know, Dyersburg is ranked eighth in the, in the 4A yeah. state poll this week. So, I mean, they're good. You know, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, you and definitely I, have to be concerned about them. I remember having a conversation at the beginning of the year that we felt like that Brighton could – start out the year one and three but then come on at the end of the year and i still think that's the case i mean i i still think uh that they'll pick up the win over bolton and uh then prob bolton is next right and then they've got uh, covington so i think they'll lose that game and they'll be right. one they'll be one and three but then i think the schedule is manageable after that and most of that is region stuff and if they do well in the region they'll get in the playoffs that's that's all that really matters. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and that region is, is unpredictable. I mean, the teams from Memphis are kind of unpredictable, you know. I mean, Southwind, Ridgeway, Kirby have been good the last several years, but, you know, you never know. I mean, they may not be as good this year. Or who knows? But you're right. I mean, there's there's still a lot to be determined. I mean, it's kind of the same boat with Munford. I mean, sure, they beat Millington, and Millington's okay, but that didn't tell us a ton. Yeah, it's just going to get down to, right, when you get about – Weeks four, five, six, seven. I mean, when when Munford and Brighton play uh, some combination of Ridgeway, Southwind, and Kirby. I mean, that'll that'll be, you know kind of tell us what's going on. And right now in their division, there's only three teams out of the eight teams. Only three of them have a win this year. Period. So really, okay. <laughs> yeah, you got wow, okay. Kirby uh, is undefeated, and you got Munford at one and one, and Southwind looks like Southwind's played three games to this point. That shows they're one and two. I don't know if that's a typo. Uh, but everybody else is 0-2. Ridgeway, Bolton, Kingsbury, and Overton, and Brighton are all 0-2. So. Yeah, I'd like to say who they play. Just Like Ridgeway, for example, they usually play, you know, they're a good team if they sort of play those so-called bye games sometimes, you know. So, right, <laughs> I don't know who right, they play, right. but they'll go to whoever, some right. school who's, you know, some suburban school and, and get beat and end up doing well. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's. We have to do. We have to talk about it because this, you know, this is what we do. Right, right, right. <laughs> but well, you know, there is still, yeah, it's to be determined. But there's definitely some major concerns for Brighton and Munford, you know, without a doubt. 
Well, uh, now in Covington, Brock Lomax became the all-time passing leader. We were talking a little bit about that earlier. Uh, he passes Allen Williams as the all-time passing leader for Covington uh, with 2,714 yards so far and then the rest of the season to go, obviously. Uh, but, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big deal, though, for especially, you know, you're a team that doesn't pass the ball a lot, but I think it, uh, there are a lot of things that it says positive uh, about Brock Lomax, uh, not just accomplishing the yardage, but the fact that they've had the confidence in him for him to start every year of his high school career. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, actually, I sat down with Brock today, and uh, I'm working on a story about that accomplishment. And I actually reached out to Alan Williams to talk to him, too, so I'm have a story about that it'll be in the paper thursday i might put it online tomorrow i'm not just not sure just yet but yeah i mean it's you know as we all know Covington doesn't pass a lot but nevertheless it's it's an accomplishment i mean it's you know you know alan played i think he graduated in 2004 or so but everybody else in that list is like from the 70s you know 80s there may be one guy from the early 90s on that list but yeah i mean it's an accomplishment i mean it's you know, Brock is a just—he's just an all-around athlete. You know, his dad Ken, I've known for a long time. He coached at Brighton for a while, and he's been a teacher for a while. And I've heard about him since he was a little kid. He's the same age as my son. I've—I've I've heard Ken talk about Brock since he was three years old. Brock's yeah. dad was my—he uh, was my science teacher two years, I think, in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he taught biology. I think he taught some kind of other science when I was at Covington. And then when I went to Brighton, I, he was my biology teacher. Yeah. And I heard him brag about his son. As usual, I brag about my sons too. And so you just sort of, whatever, you know, you don't really, <laughs> you know, I'm sure he's great, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Brock is just an incredible athlete. You know, I mean, he's not like a prototypical quarterback, but he's just such a good athlete. He gets up there and figures it out. You know, he's just, yeah. you I could wanna... probably making the point, you got your basketball team, the, you know, whatever on your baseball team, which he is, and he'll just, he can just make it happen. He's just such a good athlete. I want to digress for a moment, though, because I just remembered a story about Ken Lomax that I have to tell. 1996, Ken Lomax was my biology teacher at Brighton High School. And the weekend was coming, and Memphis was playing Tennessee. Now, I've been a Memphis fan my entire life, okay? In what sport? Football. Okay. And uh, so Memphis is playing Tennessee in football the upcoming weekend. Tennessee has Peyton Manning. They're ranked like number one or number two in the country. And I'm saying, not necessarily really believing what I'm saying, but I'm messing with him a lot, telling him that I think ten- that I think Memphis will beat Tennessee. Memphis is going to beat Tennessee right. this weekend. And I remember his words very, he was very, you know, matter of fact about it. And he was just saying, never going to happen. It can never happen. It will never happen. And then that one time that he said it would never happen was the time that the University of Memphis beat Tennessee and uh, <laughs> probably yeah. kept Peyton Manning from winning the Heisman Trophy and going to a national championship that year. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, just, I was a senior at Memphis that year. So, yeah, I remember it well. I remember – I just remember uh, Ken Lomax saying, uh, never going to happen. That, that He said it like 40 <laughs> times. Never going to happen. Right. <laughs> And uh, I don't. I think he. I think he called in sick on the Monday after. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame him for saying that because it was a miracle, and oh, Memphis no continued to yeah. suck for several years after that. It was uh, one of those weird games. Oh yeah. But it, oh yeah. It was fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, Memphis spent a lot of time. They would like to play season spoiler to somebody and then be terrible the rest of the year. They would they would exactly. like go in and beat USC when USC's ranked number two and then lose every other game. Right. It, it yeah, was, that was all we lived for back in those days was just one big hoping game. for some sort of one win. But it's different yeah. now. But yeah, back then, oh yeah, that's that's just the way it was. You know, no. I remember going to the Memphis Ole Miss game a couple of years ago, and I was actually complaining that it was so crowded, and I'm not used to that. I'm like, well, I can't. <laughs> I, I should just like spread out in the end zone and you know <laughs> relax. <laughs> but it was like a bunch of people there, but I, I'm I like it now. So it's, it's definitely a better situation. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely. Well, uh, Jeff, uh, now I want to get back to high school football, of course, before we let you go. Tipton Rosemark had a tough road trip this week. Uh, but, uh, you know, th- that stuff's going to happen when you play teams that are, like, top-ranked in well, the state in their division. Yeah, they're like the number one team in the country. I say almost in the country. <laughs> in the state, you know, Davidson Academy. A, that was no surprise there, I don't think, to even Jeff, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Davidson was just going to win that game. That's just kind of the way it is. But, yeah, they're kind of like Brighton, you know. You know, they, they lost to Gibson County that first week, but it doesn't really matter too much. I mean, they lost to Davidson, who they were going to lose to. We we knew that. So, I mean, everything's still in front of them also. I mean, they you know they still can can, can do some things and, and earn a playoff spot and maybe even host a playoff game. So, that's still – everything's in front of them also, you know. Oh, yeah. So, that's – you know, who, who knows what's going to happen. But they're, they have a chance to have a good season still for sure. Well, we've got uh, Coach, Coach Nick Markle coming on in the next segment, Jeff. Uh, what what do you have on your plate that you want that you want to know from Coach Markle? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, I, I talked to him after that. I went to the M M&M and Bowl, and uh, I talked to him after the game. Yeah, I, I don't have any really great, insightful things to ask him. Just you might ask him about the, the, you know, how the region looks and that kind of thing. I mean, I looked at their schedule you know earlier today, and it's. I think their next three games are, are pretty winnable. Three or four, I forgot. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but you know, coaches hate that word winnable. But on paper, yeah. they should probably win their next three games. I think they yeah. have Overton and then FACS and then somebody else yeah. after that. I and forgot Bolton. who. Bolton after that. And Bolton, right? Yeah. Right. And then Ridgeway really, after that. Uh, then they have they get into their serious schedule. So really, on paper, they should be three and one, and then they play Ridgeway and Southland. I think back to back. They do. Now, so, you know, Kirby's yeah. the leader right now in the division. I will say time. that last year, Covington lost to Munford and then went on and didn't lose another game until the state championship. So, you know, hey, Munford, that challenge is out there. You can do the same thing, bounce back from that one loss, carry yourself all the way through into the playoffs. Jeff is uh, there you go. If you, if you want to ask him that, go for it. I'm not going to ask him that. <laughs> you know, to be honest, Mumford's just not equipped to win a state championship. I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just not really that feasible, in my opinion. However, they can, like, get to the playoffs and do some damage. I mean, they won a playoff game last year, and I hate to put that on, you know, on Marco or the, the fans. But, I mean, it's possible, I suppose, but it's not too realistic. But, you know what? They can still have a great season, and it's, like I said, knock these next three out and see what happens against Southland or Ridgeway, and they could be, you know, in business. So I, I think that's definitely on the table. But they're young, as I'm sure Coach Marco will tell you when you talk to him later. <laughs> they got some young guys, especially on defense. That's really where they need some – need to shore up some things. So, But Marco's a great coach, and I, I'm sure he will get the best out of them, no doubt. Absolutely. 
Right. Because you, uh, and right now they're sitting okay as far as the division. Of course, it looks as if Kirby's going to be the strongest team in the division based on who they've played. And Kirby's throwing up points big time. They, they fielded 96 points and only allowed eight. And they've had some decent Who has Kirby points. played? Just, do you have it in front of you, Actually, uh, yeah. Chad? I'm just curious. Yeah, I got the right here. It's uh, They played Hillcrest and Melrose. And they beat, okay. they shut Melrose out last weekend. So Yeah, Melrose is usually okay. So, yeah, good. I mean, yeah, you know, we'll see. It's just, you know, Munford is, is usually pretty good at competing with those, yeah. with some of those guys where they'll sort of grind them out. They're not used to that. Yeah, cause, right. I mean, uh, Munford has a unique offense in today's high school situation right. because they just they grind you out most people are spreading you out they grind you yeah, out right. and you saw that against millington friday i mean in the second half millington was just gassed right. Mumford was just like doing whatever they wanted on offense basically so if they that's, 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 that's up, their goal that's yeah yeah they shored up on like you said on defense they get their defense yeah. right they'll probably be okay it looks like we'll find out though what uh kirby's made of here soon because they've got to play olive branch not this week but the next week so if they they can hang with olive branch they might you know, be pretty tough, a formidable foe. But figure if all Branch, yeah, they won't. Yeah, takes, takes they won't hang with all Branch. I, yeah. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they will not. I, I don't want to come that out and say it, but <laughs> right on paper it doesn't. We don't look have like any Kirby it. fans on the radio, so I can that we actually speak my mind. Yeah, they're not gonna. Yeah, that <laughs> will be ugly. I can promise you that. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Because just from what I've seen, you know, the stats I see it on paper, it doesn't look good, but. We'll find out, though, because if they do hang with them, I, I'd be a little more concerned with the division. Now, if they hang with them, then I would be extremely concerned about some effort. But, right. yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not going to. Yeah. Olive Branch is a juggernaut. I mean, they're not right. as good as they used to be, but they're still, like, right. you know, they're good. They're, yeah, they'll, they'll take care of Kirby for sure. Jeff, anything else from the leader? Uh, you know, Johnny Jones, you, you probably heard, he got uh, – Recognized at the uh, at the Munford uh, at the halftime of the Munford game for yeah. being inducted into Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame, which we already knew. But he's also getting a street named after him, which is pretty cool. I don't know if you guys heard that yet. But uh-uh. Yeah, you know where Poplar in... Park is in Munford. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that this morning actually. Yeah, they're going to name that street that leads into Poplar Park, uh, Johnny Jones Avenue Drive Boulevard. I forget which, yeah. but they're going to name that after Johnny. I would want that's, that's Boulevard nice, yeah. if I had my choice. I would <laughs> yeah, want. What would you like? Street. I, I would want Avenue. Boulevard. Boulevard you would. Yeah, that sounds, sounds kind of cool. Sounds regal. It's, you're right, exactly. It sounds highbrow. You're right, <laughs> Boulevard. I'd love if there'd be a Jeff Ireland Boulevard one day. Uh, yeah, if we can work that there out, there probably will be. They'll probably rename 50, Highway 51 Jeff Ireland Boulevard before it's all said. Well, I live on I live on South Aberdeen now. Maybe they can name it South Ireland Boulevard or something. That would be go. great. There you go. <laughs> one can dream. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Talk to you again next week. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks, Take care. All right. All right, we'll be right back with Coach Nick Markle from the Munford Cougars on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app. Delta Fair fans, it's Calvin, and it's time to graze on over to the Delta Fair, August 31st through September 9th. Round up your family and friends and plan for some family fun at the Agri Center. Acres of fun, delicious fair food, and spectacular rides. Holy cow! What a great deal. $2 Thursday, where rides are just $2 each. Moo! Come see my family at the 4-H and FFA Livestock Show. Enjoy the Youth Talent Show. Watch the Delta Fair 
beauty pageant. View all the winners in the student art, crafts, culinary, photography, and gardening. Meet Miss Louise, the coolest old lady at Delta Fair. August 31st through September 9th at the Agri Center. Mosey through the Senior American Day. Or shop the many vendors in our air-conditioned exhibitor hall. Discounted ride wristbands at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Move on over to Kroger for great family discounts. It's the Delta Fair, August 31st through September 9th. At the Agri Center. Change. Covington and Tipton County has seen a lot of change over the past 10 years, but one thing that hasn't changed is the compassionate service that's the hallmark of Covington Funeral Home. Have you changed your mind about a traditional funeral and are now considering cremation? Well, Covington Funeral Home offers a variety of cremation services. If you have a pre-planned funeral at another funeral home, you can change that too. Covington Funeral Home gladly accepts pre-planned funerals from other funeral homes. Remember, it's caring for the community with compassion. Call Covington Funeral Home 476 3 in 1916, Auto Owners Insurance teamed up with local independent agents so customers could get fast, friendly, local service. Bravo. It worked so well, we decided to keep it that way. And 100 years later, we still do things the same way by teaming up with local independent agents who deliver quality, personal service. Thank you. Some might call that old school. But then again, maybe everything old is new again. Kind of refreshing, isn't it? Jameson and Fisher in Covington is your local independent auto owners insurance agency. Call them at 901-476-8644. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. Your Memphis Tigers football team is poised for an incredible 2018 season. Already chosen to win the AAC Western Division, the Tigers want more. A conference championship, a New Year's Day bowl game, another national ranking, and multiple individual player awards. But the team needs you. With a seven-game home schedule, including nationally ranked Houston and UCF, home field advantage is a must. Help the Tigers own the home field and get your season tickets today. Visit GoTigersGo.com or call 901-678-2331. Under mostly sunny skies, temperatures will climb into the lower 90s today. That will produce a heat index value near 100. Partly cloudy, mid-70s overnight. Increasing clouds and increasing rain chances for Wednesday afternoon and Thursday. Let Green King Spray make your neighbors green with envy. Have the best-looking yard in the neighborhood. Call Green King Spray, 901-831-9466, or visit greenkingspray.com. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. You're listening to Adam and Chad. Eat my shorts. On U.S. 51 Country. 93.5 FM. All right, we're back now. Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live. we got a couple of comments coming in on the Facebook feed, and we've got Coach Nick Markle holding on the line. Adam, give us a couple of those comments real quick. That's right. we got uh, Danielle says Rocco is the man. I'm what not, does that I'm mean? I'm not positive who Rocco is, but I'm sure it's somebody from Covington because she's got the Charger the little symbols on there. So, uh, And then Jesse Page says, go Cougars. And then Olivia says, way to go, Brock. And that was back when we go in there. And then Nicole says, hi. And then uh, Jacob says, we're killing it, guys. And then Christine gave us the thumbs up. So 
We appreciate all the comments. All right, awesome. Well, now we will bring in Coach Nick Markle. He is the head coach of the Munford High School Cougars. And, Coach, sorry that uh, sorry we had to bring you in the way we did. We're having a little bit of issues with the phone, but I hope you are still there on the line and uh, ready to talk about the big win in the M&M Bowl. Yeah, I'm here. I appreciate y'all having me on tonight. Absolutely. Well, Coach, uh, we know you got the big win over the rival, and we were talking earlier, and we said starting out the show, uh, I mean, starting out the uh, season with two of your, well, your two biggest rivalry games uh, back-to-back, that is, uh, I mean, that's a tough way to start the season every year. Yeah, we uh, you know we just jump in the fire, you know. Uh, starting off with Covington every year. Uh, this is my fifth season at Mumford, and you're getting ready for a battle every every year to start your season off. Um, they are always well coached. Uh, they're a team that never quits, um, and they're they're also a team kind of like us. They're going to grind it out uh, this year. You know, they're a pretty dynamic team. They. Uh, They've changed their offense up a little bit, and they got three guys in the backfield that can just absolute go. And uh, then they got the Lomax kid that's just uh, – I think he's a great leader for their offense and for their team in general. Uh, you know, and we, uh, we you know, took it on the chin, but our kids kind of learned from that. And we moved on, and, and we're trying to get better every day we can. Well, uh, Jashawn Adele certainly put up good numbers this past week against uh, Millington. And uh, are you pleased with what you've seen out of him so far uh, with him stepping into that role this year? Yeah, he's uh, definitely accepted the challenge. You know, um, everybody wants to be the quarterback until there's a quarterback, you know, and (laughs) especially in our offense, uh, I have kids come up to me on a daily basis wanting to throw the football or wanting me to watch them throw the football and things like that. And I tell them, listen, you must not watch us play because we played two games and thrown it four times. So um, it's just a deal to where he has to manage the game and, and make good decisions, you know, and he's learning every every snap he takes. He's learning how to uh, operate our offense. It, it takes a lot of – a lot of quick thinking and uh, trying to make the right reads at the right time, you know. So he's getting better every day, and that's all I can ask of him and, you know, kind of ask of our team as well. Now, Coach, uh, you've had some uh, issues on defense uh, so far. You've given up a lot of points in the first two games. What is it that you have to tighten up on the defensive side of the ball going forward when you get into region play? You know, honestly – with our defense, we're just so young. Uh, the only returning starter is Jay Sean Adele, and he's my quarterback now. So, <laughs> um, you know, we we basically have a brand new defense out there. Every position is brand new, uh, and you know, these guys just have to get confidence of the scheme. Uh, and the more reps they get, the more confidence they will build. You know, and that's something I just tell them: don't get discouraged. Don't worry about, you know, what's happened in the past. We just got to keep on moving forward and, and trying to improve. We talk about improving 1% every day. And throughout a season, those 1% improvements build up to being a great percentage for us. And hopefully we'll be peaking going into eight, week 8, week 9, week 10. 
Absolutely, that's when you want to because those are the games that matter the most when you're uh, in region playing, battling for a playoff position. Uh, and, you know, hopefully you're at a point where you're battling for playoff position at least uh, at that point in the season. Now, uh, Coach, uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit because we missed you on our high school football preview. You weren't able to attend, but I wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit about the season as a whole and your outlook going into the season. Now, I know it's kind of hard to look back now after your uh, two games in, but yeah. what was your outlook going into the season, and what do you see now that's maybe different than you thought it would be? Well, I think, you know, every coach goes into a season being optimistic. Um, we were going in having uh, – we knew we were young. I mean, we have four returning starters total on our team from last year's season. Um, and, you know, we talked about not living on what last season was and the accomplishments that we had and things like that because that's all – said and gone, you know, and we, we've got to uh, continue to rally these young guys, our upperclassmen that have had playing time, you know, staying positive with these younger guys, encouraging these guys, you know. We're starting five sophomores in the secondary on defense, and uh, the game's fast. Uh, every level that you step up, the game, the game speed increases, you know, and so these young guys, they're getting their – their feet up under them a little bit more now and I think uh, you know the Covenant game was a good wake up call for us you know knowing you know basically that's one of the best teams we will play all season um, and if if we can't compete with the Covingtons we're going to with our region and even in the playoffs and when we got to play the Henry Counties and things like that so at least we got to kind of we were um introduced we'll say that way we were introduced early on in our season of what playoff football is like you know so that's one of the positives of playing the covenants up front and things like that um and as long as we can stay healthy i still think we have a good shot of doing some damage in our region and uh and making the playoffs and trying to make a run later on down the road yeah coach and right now it looks like your region should be navigable or pretty navigable uh, with the way the teams are playing, like there's a lot of the teams uh, don't have any, I don't even have wins yet, and you're about to do your, I guess Memphis tour because you got five games in a row against Shelby County uh, opponents that are within the city limits outside of Bolton. Um, do you feel that uh, these teams would be easier to handle now that you've had dealt with the game with Covington and possibly kind of got your rivalry games where they can out of the way at this point? Well. You know, I don't know how easy it'll ever be to when you play in the Ridgeways and the South Winds and people like that. You know, Ridgeways 0-2, but they've lost to Whitehaven and MUS. You know, so these are some of the top-tier teams in, in West Tennessee. Um, it, we just have to do a good job on defense primarily of rallying to the ball because we're not always going to be the fastest team. You know, we play these Memphis schools. They don't have athletes coming out of their ears. You know, so we got to do a good job on offense, controlling the clock, grinding it out. Um, and it's kind of like what Jeff Island was talking about when y'all were on the uh, radio with him earlier. That we do things on offense that not many people see, and uh, and it's not the easiest offense to defend. So we try to put little. Uh, 
nuances and differences in our offense to make, you know, because when these defenses say that they have rules and all, they got to play discipline football, I can change some of those rules on the fly. So we're trying to learn those as a team, and we're trying to kind of uh, develop the offensive playbook a little bit more every week so that when we get into playing the Kirby's and the Brighton's toward the end of the season, we have our full playbook in and we can operate at full speed. Right, and you can tell it looks like uh, Jay Sean's helped y'all quite a bit with that uh, playbook. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, he's he's like having another fullback in the backfield. Right. Uh, he's he's a load to bring down. Um, you know, we have to do a good job protecting him. We have to do a good job protecting the football. That's one of the main things we've really been on our offense about here the last two weeks. We've turned the ball over almost – as many times as we did all last season up to this point in two games. Right. So we can't win with that, and they know that. So uh, we really have been putting a premium on ball control at practice and things like that, uh, really harping on that on every on every play at practice, you know, probably to where they're getting tired of me saying it. But right. uh, we got to – our defense is our offense. We keep their – they're athletes on the sideline. They can't hurt us too bad. Right, right. Definitely works. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Coach, uh, I know you're looking forward to the season and uh, hopefully many more wins for the Munford Cougars. One last question. Uh, you returned home to play the M&M Bowl this past week. How important is that home crowd in getting the team fired up? Uh, it's just a whole different atmosphere. Uh, you know, those guys really, our guys really enjoy uh, walking down that hill, going onto that field with our band out there, playing, playing Rocky Top and running out through the tee. And, I mean, it's just when you have, you know, two, 3,000 people in the stands and all that stuff going on, it's just electric, you know. And um, it, it's, it's hard not to get fired up for it. I mean, even as a coach, you got – the hair on the back of your neck stands up. I mean, it's just a, a different type of atmosphere when everybody's at the game and everybody's fully committed and, and the crowd. I mean, we have such a great fan base here at Mufford High. Uh, they come out in droves to support these young men, and I just appreciate everything that they do um, because our guys work hard and they deserve you know, to have that support. So I really appreciate our, appreciate our town. Our mayor does a great job. He comes and sees our guys once a week, you know. So it's just a small town community that everybody supports everybody, and, you know, I just really appreciate it. Well, Coach, we appreciate you taking the time out with us this week, and good luck this weekend, and we hope to talk to you more as the season progresses. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Go Cougars. All right, and – we will be back in just a little bit with the halftime, and we'll bring you your halftime score update. First, though, I wanted to remind everybody that voting is about to close. you got about seven minutes to get your votes in to the Player of the Week poll. Now, you got to be a member of the Adam and Chad Facebook group. And you go in there, you say, join, you get approved, it takes no time, and then you can vote in the poll. 
sorry for all the steps, but that's the way that they make us do it. Yeah. We're looking for a better way. We haven't found one yet. Uh, Marcus Hayes, seven, number seven running back from Covington, 10 carries, 189 yards, four touchdowns is up for it. Deshaun Adele, who we just talked about, the, uh, the quarterback rather for Munford, uh, he went two for two, 78 yards and a touchdown, 17 carries, 87 yards and two touchdowns and three returns for 97 yards. Reed Holland, the uh, running back for Fayette Academy, 13 carries, 144 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he also had a two point conversion, six tackles and an interception. Kenneth Walker the third, the running back for Arlington, had 166 yards on the ground with three touchdowns and one receiving touchdown and one punt return for a touchdown for 80 yards. Those are your nominees for Player of the Week. You can go to the Facebook page and vote in the Player of the Week poll, and we'll announce it. Next hour, we're going to announce the winner. Then we always go and present it, um, usually on Thursday. We go and present that award to the winner at the school. Uh, last week's winner, Cordarius Page with Covington, had a monster game, and uh, he was the Hadads Player of the Week. Hadads brings that great award. Hadads gives a $20 gift certificate to the Player of the Week, and then the Player of the Year will be selected uh, by a few of us at the end of the year, and that player will be the Hadads Player of the Year and he'll get a $100 gift certificate. But thanks to Hat Ads for sponsoring uh, the Player of the Week once again this year. And we also uh, want to give an update on the poll numbers. That way, if you kind of know where your guy is, who you're voting for out there. At the current moment, you have um, Marcus Hayes. He's sitting at 83 votes. And Deshaun is sitting at 52. Reed Holland is at number, se or number seven. He's at seven votes. And then Kenneth Walker is at, no at number five votes. So... Um, I said number five again. I don't know why they has got the little number next to it. So, but uh, just in case you're not sure, uh, Marcus Hayes is at Covington, and then Jashawn's at Munford, and then Reed Holland's at uh, Fayette Academy, and then Kenneth Walker's out of Arlington. So um, definitely, if you're one of the ones lagging behind there, you want to get your votes in. you got enough time, so just uh, keep getting those votes. And we also are going to be giving away the uh, University of Memphis football tickets to the Mercer games. So, and because of our little uh, phone issues, we're going to have to do it a little uh, different than we plan. We usually sometimes, if, if you listen to the show, you know, sometimes we do call-ins and this one, and sometimes we do them through the Facebook Live. So what we're going to have to do is, is like we did done in the past with Facebook Live, where we're going to announce we're going to give do the giveaway, and then all you got to do is put Go Tigers Go in the comment feed, and I can monitor the feed. And then as I get people, after I get so many people, I'm going to write down names, and then we'll go away to a break. We'll put them in a little box. I'm going to shuffle them around. We'll pick a winner, and then we'll announce the winner live on the air. So and that'll right. be coming up real soon. So stay tuned for that in the second half of the show. Plenty to look forward to. Player of the Week announcement. Family Pack giveaway to the Memphis game. And Brandon Reed. He'll talk NFL and Memphis football. And we'll make our picks. There's still time, by the way, to join our college pick'em, too. It's on ESPN's college pick'em. All you got to do is join the group, Adam and Chad Sports. All right, we'll be right back.
today's country and the classics for West Tennessee. Worldwide at US51Country.com. WKBQ Covington is US51 Country. On Tuesday, Department of Justice official Bruce Orr testified before a House Oversight and Judicial Committee behind closed doors. Orr was the middleman between Christopher Steele and the FBI. Congressman Darrell Issa is on the House Judiciary Committee. He shares a few of the things that came out of the testimony so far. Bruce Orr is creating a link for us between people who, as earlier was said, had animus, who were in fact desperate to stop candidate Trump from being President Trump, both before and after he became the president-elect. Today, Defense Secretary James Mattis said the U.S. would resume military exercises in Korea. Ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley was asked about our relationship with North Korea. We're not going to change our mind on the sanctions. We're not going to change our mind on denuclearization, and we're not going to change our posture in terms of how we look at that as a threat in the world. You're listening to USA Radio News. Ugh, you guys, I am so ready for the beach. Um, I'm not. What? The trip is coming up soon. Yeah, my beach body is nowhere close to where I want it to be. Same here. I've got to lose some weight before we go. Plus, I know you're going to want to post pictures from the trip all over Facebook. Well, why don't you guys try Calitrin? Calitrin? That sounds really familiar. It's super easy to take, and it's even healthy for you. You just take it at bedtime, and it does all the work for you. You're joking. No, I'm not joking, and you're going to feel good taking it. So I got the Calitrin, and I got into pants that I had not been into in a year and a half. It also took my hot flashes away. Hey, this was Jack, and I've been using Calitrin. Uh, I used to go to the chiropractor at least once a week. The Calitrin has definitely helped me, and I definitely recommend it to anybody. This is Lynn. I've been on Calitrin and I love it and I've lost 45 pounds. So where can I get Calitrin? You can go to their website at toploss.com or you can call them at 833-TOP-LOSS. It's costing more to buy a house these days, and USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes has more on that story. Nationally, prices climbed 6.3% in June from one year before. As analysts say, affordability is becoming a greater obstacle for would-be home buyers. The S&P CoreLogic K-Shiller 20 City Home Price Index rising at a slightly slower pace than the 6.5% annual gain in May from a year earlier, but home values are increasing at more than double the pace of average wage growth, and that's weighing down property sales despite solid demand because of accelerating economic growth and solid hiring. Mortgage rates are also higher than a year ago, creating another price pressure for would-be buyers. And your final numbers on Wall Street for this Tuesday. The Dow Jones Industrial was up 14 points to close the day at 26,064. You're listening to USA Radio News. Alright, it's halftime, and that means it's time for your halftime score update. Major League Baseball got games going on. Red Sox and Marlins tied at one, bottom of the third. Orioles lead the Blue Jays 5-0, top of the fourth. Nationals and Phillies tied at zero, top of the third. White Sox and Yankees tied at zero, bottom of the third. Reds over the Brewers 4-0, bottom of the second. Twins and Indians tied at nothing apiece, top of the third. And in the top of the second, the Braves and the Rays are tied at zero, still a few games yet to get started. That is all we have to report right now. But, hey, college football is coming up this weekend. We'll make our picks here in a little bit. Don't forget to join our college football pick 'em 
ESPN.com. Join the college football pick them and then join the group, Adam and Chad Sports. And you can compete to win prizes and compete against Adam and I for the title of best college football picker. I'm going to have to look back and see who won last year. I can't even remember now. But we'll have to look back and check that one. Right back in just a moment on Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM and the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. We're proud to contribute to you, the hardworking farmer, grower, and rancher. You work hard and take risks every season because you love what you do. And what you do makes a difference in all our lives. You're people who work the land. You give it your best shot. We'll do the same for you. Bank of Tipton. Member FDIC. It's all about you. You're listening to Adam and Chad. Oh, my. On U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Welcome back. Second half of Adam and Chad here on U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. The U.S. 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live. Once again, you can participate in the show. Now, voting is closed for Player of the Week, by the way. Voting has closed. We do have our winner, which we'll announce in just a moment. But first, Adam, tell them how to get in touch with the show. That's right. You can catch us on Twitter, at Adam Chad Sports. You can catch us right here live on Facebook every week. If you miss us live, it'll be out there for you to watch anytime you desire. Also, you can catch us afterwards on the different app if you want to catch iHeart, uh, iTunes, and uh, Spreaker.com, and then you can give us a call. It's 901-475-9355. Absolutely. Facebook Live comment feed also. Right, right. Yeah, we, Adam is monitoring that as we speak. I saw we've got a couple of comments have come in uh, on that throughout the night. I think I figured out that Rocco must be Brock Lomax. Must be, yeah. yeah. I didn't ever get confirmation, but I mean... That's probably a good assumption. Yeah, that's what I think is going on. I there, think that's who we were is, kind of talking uh, about in that segment when that was mentioned. Right. So. Yeah. But uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to follow. It's hard to it's hard to keep up there with that. University of Memphis game. We're giving away tickets to that game, and we will start that in just a moment. But first, Adam is going to announce the winner of the Hat Ads Player of the Week, the Fan Voted Award here on Adam and Chad. That's right. And uh, it was it was a little closer than last week, but this week's winner is Marcus Hayes, running back for Covington, with 85 total votes. Marcus Hayes. And uh, Marcus Hayes, by the way, uh, I was, well, I lost the sheet. Uh-oh. <laughs> and we the like sheet? to thank everybody is. for their voting and participation. It's really great to yeah. everybody be involved. Absolutely. And Munford. Show's also brought to you by Muddy Water Shirt Company. Muddy Water Shirt Company, 3010150, located... Right next to the original Fast Times on Highway 14, they can do anything. Hats, jackets, shirts, hoodies, whatever you want your company logo or your team logo on, they can put it on there for you. Give them a call. Muddy Water Shirt Company, they do small batch orders as well as large batch orders. They can take care of anybody at a fair price. 
and they always make sure that the customer is satisfied. Muddy Water Shirt Company, make sure that you give them a call and visit them on Facebook, and you can see a lot of their work. Now we will go, and Adam will explain once again how we're going to give away these uh, this family four-pack to the University of Memphis football game versus the Mercer Bears this Saturday night at 6 p.m. We've got four lower-level tickets uh, that we're giving away. Adam, tell them how to enter. All right, and real quick before I do that, we had a comment, Caroline confirmed that Brock Lomatz is Rocco. So okay, all right. We there confirmed. we go. <laughs> so we got him. And then also Jay Sean's mom, uh, Paige, let us know that's her son. So wanted to let, give him a shout out there. Great week for him, too, yeah, like we talked about, Deshaun Adele. And uh, the uh, and, and like we said, congratulations again to Marcus Hayes uh, from Covington right. for winning the Hat Ads Player of the Week. Right, and I'll get back to the <laughs> – we got the Memphis Tiger tickets. We got four tickets. What I'm going to do is – I'm going to go here in just a second. We're going to have you put Go Tigers Go in our comment feed, and everybody who puts Go Tigers Go in will get entered, and I'm going to write your name down as we're talking about Memphis football and all that, and I'm going to put it in a little box here, shake it up, I'm going to draw a name, and whoever I draw wins wins the tickets. So, uh, And we'll start doing that right now. So everybody that wants to be entered, put Go Tigers Go into the comment feed, and I'll get your name, and then I'll go over it right before I draw, just to make sure I didn't miss anybody, and then we'll we'll get talking about Memphis football, and towards the end of the segment, I'll make that drawing. So, speaking of Memphis football, of course, like I said, they take on Mercer. This is the first time in school history they've ever played Mercer. Mercer is an FCS team. I have a real problem with this, and so during the and I actually I should have uh, I should have queued this up. Uh, I should have queued up his answer during the press conference, but basically uh, I asked uh, Coach Norvell what uh, what was the advantage or disadvantage to playing an FCS team to start the year, and, uh, you know, he said what coaches say, that they don't th- – I don't think about what division they are. We just prepare for them. That may be true, and that probably is true when game day's coming up. It's not like you're thinking, oh, FCS opponent, right? You're, you're preparing for a game regardless. Right, but who scheduled the game? That's what I want to know. And I, it's probably a situation. Norvell's in his second year. It's probably a situation where he was saddled with this schedule. But if you look at Memphis's schedule this year, I was talking to my dad on the phone about this earlier, and I, I think, I think I started getting uh, too passionate about it, and uh, uh, probably blowing out my dad's speaker on his phone. But honestly, they play Georgia State. They play. South Alabama, and they play, which are both FBS, but the lowest end of FBS you could get. And they play Mercer in the nine conference, and then they play Missouri. We don't know what Missouri is right now, but, I mean, I think we know where that game came from because their head coach used to be our defensive coordinator, right, at at the University of Memphis. So, I mean, I think we know why that game and why that's our SEC team for the year. Uh, But... Why these other teams? Let me say this. You say, well, why not? You know, you pick up easy wins. You also end up in a position like Central Florida where everybody says you didn't play anybody. So no matter what you do, here's the thing with Mercer. If you beat Mercer 63 to nothing, you know how much credit you get for that in the eyes of the selection committee? None. Not, Not a bit. Of course, people say, well, Alabama played them. Like, yeah, and Auburn did too. But it didn't really help the right. schedule. Of course, they're in the SEC and you got to strengthen the schedule. Whereas I right. think the Missouri game could help Memphis. We've talked about that a couple of times. But their overall 
out of conference. But, They're just not in the right conference to be scheduling that kind of. Here's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know. exactly right. So you've got Mercer. If here's there's no upside here to me. If you have a close game against Mercer like Auburn did, it is a negative against you. I guarantee you when the selection committee was doing their final rankings last year, that came up. Auburn went to the SEC championship game. I don't know if you remember that. Beat Alabama. But they actually beat Alabama. Auburn was the SEC West champion last year, and they went to the SEC championship game. And when it came time in that selection committee to start looking at stuff, I guarantee you they brought it up. They brought up the Mercer game. Now, it ended up they still went to a, a major bowl, but I guarantee you they brought up the Mercer game in there and said, hey, they struggled against Mercer, an FCS team. Right. If you're Memphis, that's amplified by 100. See, because you can come back with Auburn and you can say, yeah, but then they beat Alabama, who we're putting in the playoff. So you've got that. Right. For Memphis, you don't have that. Only thing Memphis can do you, in that you situation. Have, you have no better schedule at all. Right. Well, going back to what you said earlier when we were talking about what Memphis needed to do, they have to beat them 63 to nothing. Like, they have to do the same kind of beat down that Alabama gave them to kind of at least kind of cancel but that argument I, out a little bit. But, yeah, it still hurts their schedule, strength of schedule, because they need to have a very strong schedule, strength of schedule in order – to make sure they might even have a shot at a playoff and, berth because we saw with Central Florida well, last now, year. That's what really ultimately kept them out. Well, that. And it just, exactly the, right, the though. Five. First of all, uh, had let's say Central Florida had had four tough non-conference games, they would have been considered more for the playoff and maybe even included. But I'm not even talking about the playoff because people say, well, they'll never put a non-power five in the playoff. And maybe that's true. I, I don't know. But what I do know is that the selection committee ranks everybody. They don't just rank the they don't just pick the four playoff teams. They also rank you and the highest ranking non power five team gets to go to the New Year's Six Bowl. So it matters what the selection committee thinks of you. And when you play a team like Mercer, there is absolutely no upside because if you struggle with them, it's a negative in the playoff committee's eyes. In the selection committee's eyes, rather, if you beat them a hundred to nothing, they are no more impressed than they would be if you beat them forty to nothing. Right. There's you right. are gaining no points with the selection committee, no matter how badly you beat them. It's you almost have to win by at least thirty something to look good. Right, right, and sixty really for it not to be a negative. It'll never be a positive for you. And then you follow that up with other non-conference games like South Alabama and Georgia State, which you also should run roughshod over. Then it's none of these non-conference games helps you. The only game on the schedule that could help Memphis in a situation where they're the top-ranked non-power 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 school, right? Non-power five, yeah. Uh, yeah, the powerless five. They're, if they're the top-ranked powerless five, the the only game on their schedule that could help them on their non-conference schedule, that is, that could help them, is the Missouri game. And Missouri could turn out to be terrible, and I think they probably will. And yeah. yeah. So uh, your non-conference is so cruddy, and you're only going to have about three good teams in conference, three teams that are considered by the committee to be good. You're going to have Central Florida, South Florida, Houston. That's going to be considered by the committee to be good. You may have one like a Temple or a Tulsa sneak up. Right. And right. 
but those are going to be only your only quality wins considered. So why wouldn't you add some more quality wins? Also, it's about money, right? I mean, aren't you trying to pack out the Liberty Bowl? The first game of the year, you're going to do all right in attendance, even though it's Mercer. Who wants to go and see him play South Alabama and blow them out? Who wants to go and see him play? Uh, I mean, you're not Alabama or Tennessee where uh, people are fighting to get into just to see a, a game, right? You have to have quality opponents. And I just want to see the scheduling in the future be done better by the University of Memphis than it is this year. Because this year is, and another thing I don't understand is why fans, I guess because it's a basketball town, quote unquote, fans give the football team more of a pass for their week schedule than they give the basketball team. If the basketball team has a garbage non-conference schedule, there's a meltdown in Memphis that lasts for three months. Right. When the football team has a garbage non-conference schedule, it's like people just yawn and then they don't go to the game. Right. And uh, honestly, I think that's this is where I think this administration uh, with Tom Bowen, David Rudd, uh, and Justin Fuente, and now Coach Norvell, they've all worked very hard. They brought the program up. They've made it. You know, they focused a lot on football and doing the things that they need to do to get to the next level to get to another conference. I think this is the one weak point of it all is that. They never schedule more than one tough non-conference game. And in some cases, none, like this year. I don't view Missouri as a tough non-conference game. They're tougher than the rest, but I think I think there are three teams in the American Conference that are better than Missouri. Now, they may come out in surprise. I don't know. But at least with Ole Miss, you're going to sell out the you're going to sell out the stadium if you play Ole Miss, whether they're good or not. Right. With Tennessee, right. same way. And the Missouri game is being played in But Missouri it's in Missouri, style. right. But, I mean, yeah. they're coming. The, right. They it, were coming there'll here. There will be a return be game. Right. Yeah. There will be a return game. I'm just saying, though, these are the types of things that you need to be thinking about is who you're playing at home and uh, what your quality of schedule is in the non-conference. I think it makes a big difference. Well, we know it makes a big difference. You look at Central Florida, that is the sole reason they were left out last year. They were the only undefeated team in the nation. They beat, what, three or four ranked opponents Central Florida beat on their way to being undefeated. And yet, they were left out of the playoffs because they had a garbage non-conference schedule. Right. They didn't play anybody. Well, and then the conference. They went on and beat Auburn and then proved that they could beat Auburn, right? Right. In their bowl game, but they weren't given the shot. And the only reason, honestly, that they ended up ranking above Boise State is because they were undefeated. Because if Boise State went undefeated, too, they would have given them that bowl. Just because of who they are and they've been around. Yeah. And they have a perceived strength of schedule, which is really not there. But um, I do think also Alabama pushed them out. Had Alabama played worse or say they'd lost Auburn by a large margin and just, you know, they didn't play good in that game, but had they lost by more and say, you know, Georgia or somebody wasn't as good or something, they might have slipped Central Florida in there, but I still, I don't know. There's just too much of the power five. Alabama's in the SEC. They can play Mercer. Memphis is in the American. They can't. That's how that should go. I mean, that was really the end of the discussion to me. That's, That's all there is to it. 
is you can't play these garbage teams and expect to grow. Right, right. The Big 12 is not looking over here and saying, who should we take? Well, Memphis beat Mercer 56 to nothing, man. Uh, you know, gosh, that's the kind of stuff we're looking for in the Big 12. Come on. I mean, it's not, that stuff's not going to get you in. Stop playing in the Bush League if you want to stop playing in the Bush League. Right, right. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back, Adam and Chad, and we will uh, draw for a winner of the Memphis tickets, and we'll be talking to Brandon Reed from Ritter Tube Town and My Fantasy Sports Talk on US 51 Country 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. Are you looking for the perfect gift to show how much you care about your loved one? Or perhaps you would like to find that unique heirloom that could be passed on from generation to generation. No matter what you are looking for, you will find it at John Braskill Jewelers. Our store is committed to bringing you the best that our talent and experience have to offer while providing an unparalleled selection of the most breathtaking jewelry available. Find us, John Braskill Jewelers, at 1618 Highway 51, across from Walmart in Covington. John Brassville Jewelers, your reliable source for unique jewelry. Are you tired of paying high prices for new commercial janitorial equipment? Then you need to go to Golden Repair Services in Covington. GRS offers affordable used janitorial equipment sales with expert support and service. They also offer free estimates, on-site repairs, preventive maintenance, and service contracts. Golden Repair Service can help you with all of your commercial janitorial equipment needs. Give GRS a call today and stop by 157 Holly Grove in Covington or visit their website at www.grsclean.com. Under mostly sunny skies, temperatures will climb into the lower 90s today. That will produce a heat index value near 100. Partly cloudy, mid-70s overnight. Increasing clouds and increasing rain chances for Wednesday afternoon and Thursday. Let Green King Spray make your neighbors green with envy. Have the best-looking yard in the neighborhood. Call Green King Spray, 901-831-9466, or visit GreenKingSpray.com. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. I'm not trying to make you nervous, but this is the Sports Jock and Chad. Welcome back, Adam and Chad. U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live. We got Brandon Reed in the holding pattern right now. Adam is going to draw a winner really quick for the four-pack, the family four-pack, to see the University of Memphis take on the almighty Mercer Bears. That's right. I gotta move my little trooper here that's guarding the box. So <laughs> I'll put him in. Got some names. Gonna put everybody in there. And let's see. Make sure we get along there right. All right. Okay. And we got Sheila and Ken and Nicole and Phyllis and all of our other great listeners out there. So see who's gonna get this family four pack. And make sure I got the one. All right. Come on. Right. All right. Come on. Come on. Let go. Let go. And our winner is Nicole. Nicole W. Nicole W., you are the winner. What you got to do now is uh, send us a private message on Facebook so we can get your information and tell you how to claim your prize. You've got a four-pack, and those are good seats, too, by the way. They are. They, uh, are. they are lower-level good seats to yes. the University of Memphis uh, football game this Saturday. And now we'll bring in 
Brandon Reed from Ritter Tube Town and My Fantasy Sports Talk. Brandon, thanks for hanging in there with us uh, and through our phone problems. I know we had to have you call us, which is unconventional, but uh, thanks for doing it nonetheless. No problem. Welcome to my show, guys. I'm glad you can uh, call in and, and be a part of it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Brandon, uh, we uh, use, we have you on here to talk NFL and fantasy football, but uh, you're a big Memphis fan as well, and that's what we were talking about in the last segment. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that first, and that is uh, the weak non-conference schedule of Memphis. I mean, what are they thinking? Well, I'm with you, and I also want to kind of back up to something you mentioned last week, too, that uh, as far as I'm with you as far as uh, at least kickoff weeks, or I'm really through uh, through the whole season, is I want my college football to be played on Saturday. Um, so I don't like these Thursday games as much, and definitely not Friday night games as the AAC likes to do. But I'm also, you got to remember, Chad, I went to University of Memphis, big University of Memphis fan, but I also graduated from Arkansas State, so I'm a big Arkansas State fan as well. And I don't know if you keep up with Sunday, Belt football, but Sun Belt football likes to have Tuesday night games. So Arkansas uh, State plays a lot of games on Tuesdays and Thursday nights as well. Uh, usually, three games out of their schedule is either on a Tuesday night or a Thursday night each year. So, it's first, re- did, it's I'm sorry, I didn't get to mention that last week, but I wanted to say that yeah. because I'm a hundred percent with you there. It's ridiculously irritating, and it's got to do with TV money, and I get it. You get the exposure, and you you need the exposure and all of that. But it's overload, man. It's college football on every single night of the week pretty much now, except Wednesday. Then when the NFL starts, you've got football, and that's why, you know, I'm almost – I'm at high school football, you know, dealing with that every Friday night like you are, Chad. I watch my college football on Saturday. I watch pro football till about the Sunday night game. Then I've had enough. I cannot – I cannot watch – football that much so 100% I'm with you Friday is for high school football Saturday is for college football Sunday is for NFL and then Monday night and then I think that's enough I don't like Thursday night football in the NFL I don't don't like it well, Fox, I guess, thought it's, it's lucrative because they purchased that deal. I believe it was Fox this year. Yeah, so, they you know, they yeah. moved that from NFL to the Fox Network. So, I mean, uh, it, it is it is lucrative, I guess. I and mean, you're right, it's, it's where the money is. But anyway, I, I kind of want to mention that because I didn't get a chance to talk about that last week, but I'm 100% with you there. Nicole W. may have won some great seats just now, but it is, unfortunately, I think, against Mercer. So, uh, uh, you, know, I, you know, it's tough. When you were talking about Alabama, if it's the the country's nightmare, the college football country's nightmare is for Alabama and Auburn or LSU to be good because that means probably two teams out of not not just the SEC, the SEC West are probably going to be in the Final Four the way the playoffs are constructed right now, just because the SEC is so tough, just because the SEC West is so tough traditionally as of now the way you know it's the way it's been stacked. So. Teams like Memphis, non-Power 5, you mentioned UCF last year, you cannot afford these games. I'm looking at Memphis' schedule here. It's very lackluster. Uh, I'm just looking at the home schedule. It's not giving the folks in Liberty Bowl uh, much reason to really pack the Liberty Bowl. Uh, Mercer, Georgia State, South Alabama, UConn really doesn't uh, attract me. That's a basketball school, and, and, you know, they've had some football success, but they're down now. Uh, UCF is the big one. You know, circle that one, and then we close with Houston. But, I mean, through the first uh, month of the season, uh, there was really uh, not much incentive to actually 
pack up and travel and go into Midtown and go to the Liberty Bowl. Uh, yeah, it just and that's the way it is now with sports. You know, it's so much more comfortable and so much more convenient to watch sports from your home. And I think I think a lot of sports uh, struggle with that as far as attendance go because we just make it too easy now. And to me, honestly, I try to get to as many Memphis as Arkansas State games as I can, but um, I almost would rather prefer either hanging out. Uh, you know, and watching multiple games because if I go to one of those games, that's my whole day. That means I'm investing yeah. everything especially, into that game. Especially now that you can go to a sports book and throw some money on it oh, down yeah. in Tunica. <laughs> that's right. I mean, yep, way rather do that than and you know, well, like you said, look, blowout games aren't good for TV either. And so mm-hmm. while they give you guaranteed wins, the wins aren't worth anything. And I, I just think that, uh, you know, when you get good enough to win some games against some major opponents, then you schedule some major opponents. I'm not saying well, make it super tough. I'm just saying, you know, schedule some mid-tier Power 5 schools. Well, yeah, that are even – I'm all in favor of why doesn't Memphis and Arkansas State play every year? You know, I, you know it, it's difficult for me, but Arkansas State has built a really good football program now. It used to be, you know, way back in the day, I would go to the Memphis Fair and you'd get in the Tigers game free, you know, yeah, on that Saturday yeah. night. And a lot of times it was against <laughs> Arkansas State. And Arkansas State, you know, you thought it was an easy win for Memphis. Then the tide kind of shifted. I think the tide shifted when they had that um, the Hail Mary miracle back in like 2006 in the Liberty Bowl where Arkansas State beat uh, Memphis. Then that tide yeah. sort of shifted, and Arkansas State has become a great football program that really, honestly, outside the last three years, um, Memphis has wanted no part of Arkansas State. I'll be that's honest, all state, the big school, University of Arkansas, that's right, the Razorbacks have wanted no part of Arkansas State over the last five or six years throughout times. So um, why don't we play them every year? I, I'm one of those uh, fans that I want to see either Ole Miss or Mississippi State on the schedule every single year. So you mentioned like the mid-tier, say, Power 5. Well, there you go. you got two schools just to the south of you in the SEC that will always look as a pretty good win if you beat Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Um, I know fans clamor for the balls, and, of course, UT is our big rival too, but um, if you can't work that out, you should have Tennessee, Mississippi State, or Ole Miss on your schedule every single year. Every year. And they typically do. Like, some something's weird this year because, you know, the last few years we've seen UC, you know, we watched them play UCLA. We've had Ole Miss, Mississippi State, you know, just, and they've got agreements. But for some reason, this year fell on a really bad home schedule. And of course, <laughs> with Navy's kind of being down, too, it's kind of hurt them because Navy would have been a better opponent. Than By the way, yeah. the top 10 attended games for the University of Memphis in history were all against Tennessee, Ole Miss, or Arkansas State. Oh, I believe that. Oh, wow, Arkansas State too, huh? Yeah, Arkansas State <laughs> was the highest attended and still stands as the as the highest attended non-SEC opponent for the University of Memphis. Hmm. Uh, it, uh, one particular game? Uh, yeah, that was in 1989. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, that's kind of surprising. But you talk about regional rivalry. You know that's always going to draw more fans. You're you're not going to draw. Arkansas State is going to bring more fans to Liberty Bowl than Kansas would. Although Kansas may possibly look like a better win for you if you do beat Kansas because they're a Power Five school. But uh, it, it's hard to juggle that. It's hard to juggle really great quality wins with bringing what the fans want and packing out the Liberty Bowl. But uh, well, I don't really think we have either this particular year no, uh, with, with the scheduling. This is probably yeah. one of the weakest in a while. Talking about Arkansas State, though, I wanted to say that uh, Arkansas State is 
probably going to be pretty good this year. They've got an amazing quarterback, and they're they've got a pretty good team. They're they're, I would say, decently well coached. I I I like the coach. Uh, I, I like to watch like some of his press conference stuff. Uh, I, you know, I don't think he's the best coach Arkansas State's ever had, but that's a tough that that's a tough act to follow too. Well, yeah, Arkansas State went into that stretch where they were trying to break the um, the the Division One record for most coaches in in, in you know, consecutive right, years. Right, uh, yeah, they yeah. had four coaches in four years at one point. Um, Good so. Uh, yeah, some great coaches stepped through this area, you know, with with some roots uh, to Arkansas. You know, of course, Gus Gus Malzahn. But um, it, it and that's the thing about Blake Anderson. At least he is is, is here. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. You have to build to build a program, and it's really kind of been tough on Memphis over the last few years too. I think we just got really lucky with you know nailing two really good coaches in Fuente uh, and Norvell, but. Uh, yeah, so the coach I, I, I like, he's he's a really good coach, and as far as, you know, this level, maybe he doesn't get the other job offers, like, you know, Fuente got a Virginia Tech offer, of course he's going to go. That's a huge job, and I didn't blame Justin uh, Fuente at all for that uh, in a big-time conference, you know, the ACC. But, um, but Arkansas State is just, they're up there right now, and he has sustained this level of success where they're going to be in the top two or three of the conference every year and be in that conversation to win the conference every year and i even i'm even seeing some rumblings maybe this is some local favoritism here but uh will justice hansen get at least top 10 heisman votes as quarterback uh so i don't know we'll see yeah a really good quarterback but uh, i'll be honest with you if you think the tiger schedule is weak it's really hard for me hope not too many more arkansas state fans are listening but it's really hard for me to get up for a lot of these games on their schedule it really is you like do your, get your the, Georgia States and whatever, you know. They do get the fighting Kiffins, don't they? No, they get to play Alabama second game and Tuscaloosa this year. Like the fighting Kiffins, <laughs> yeah, the fighting Kiffins. They're actually in Conference USA now, yeah. I believe. Oh, they? that's they right. Yeah, yeah, Arkansas State's and in the Sun Belt. That's one of my the Kiffins right. went to the the. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's one of my here, big bold right. predictions for the year. I'm predicting the upset over Oklahoma in the first game. Oh Kiffin's my goodness! Shock the You're world. Crazy. If they don't lose, that game, though, <laughs> stop with this. I'm telling you though, if they don't lose, and I'm not a big Kiffin fan, but if they don't, You're that's not, the only game they'll lose all, this year. If they lose it, if they lose it, that will be the only game they lose. Let me. He's not serious about this at all. They, no, they, I'm, it's there's on my no pitch. way you're delusional you just, if you think that's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's with Oklahoma well, out because, Mayfield and why? Their, because because uh, Kiffin used to play for uh, I mean used to uh, coach Al- for Alabama no, for a it's year because or so. of his recruiting and, and the uh, type of players and because you like Tosh point oh. No, I mean it, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, he looks just like it. But no, it's it's because of the. I've looked at the recruiting class he's brought in, and he brings in a. He's basically got a power five team in a, in a lower in a non-power five conference and he's got a lot oh, of players oh come on oh I'm, my god his quarterback a lot of them have transferred from all gosh, different schools this what is, is a, going this is a piece work pour, team keep pouring it on man no, no i think I, oh think I think adam is i think adam is kind of right about the recruits he's brought in you to that seen. level of college anyway uh, but uh, I, I don't, I don't really care for Lane Kiffin at all. Uh, I, I, the best thing I like about his program is that stadium. They have a pretty awesome oh, stadium yeah. Yeah, in a pretty, in a pretty great, 
Yeah, and a pretty great location uh, for that program, but that's the best thing they got going on to me. Right. So, yeah, well, I'm not a Kiffin fan at all. Well, I'm not I'm not really a fan of the guy. I mean, even though, I mean, I appreciate what he did for Alabama, but it just I've watched the recruiting, what he did last year. When you take a team with three wins to basically win, I mean, you pretty much could have won almost every game they played in. And I don't think they're going to go in there and beat Oklahoma like down or anything. It would be like a Boise State type situation where they'll have it close and get lucky at the end. But well, they, I don't think they it's should completely have a chance in the. I guess they should have a chance in their conference. I, don't, I really don't keep up. Oh, they'll win the conference anymore. Hands down, they'll win yeah. the conference. He's got that. He, so, he won it last year. Yeah, but beating Oklahoma is a totally different. Right. Game. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just going to limit it. But I'm saying if there's an upset that's going to happen the first day on Saturday, that will be it. I've done Some major people upset. are dumb. Yeah, really. <laughs> but it's one of those well, anyway. With Memphis, you were talking about Missouri, and I do think that's a, that is a good test on our schedule because that is going to look like a good win because Missouri will hang around mediocrity. Um, right. I think that is going to be an absolute shootout. I do plan on going to that game in Columbia, Missouri, on October 20th, I believe. Uh, but um, I think that's going to be a shootout, a game we definitely should win in my eyes. Uh, but well, either way, whatever happens. Yeah, I, I think Memphis should win for sure. I think Missouri has been hurt uh, by the outside attention that the school got for a lot of other things, other than, and, and inside and outside the football program. Uh, I, I think that just kind of fractured the school itself. I know it. I know that uh, enrollment is way down at the well, University of Missouri. Yeah, when all the transfers too. That's why I wrote off Missouri for pro- probably the next three or four years because they lost so much enrollment and lost so many in commitments uh, to the football team that um, you know, hey, if 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 they if they get to a six and six mark this year, I'll say, hey, more power to you because. Uh, that was basically when you talk about rebuilding a program. Missouri had to rebuild an image, not not to mention just the football program. Missouri had to rebuild their image because that was national news over you know what happened what was that like two years ago now. So, yeah. um, but either way, I think that's going to look like a pretty good win for Memphis. But this first month of the season, um, other than Navy's, so you guys are saying Navy is down. This is a, it's a tough battle now in Annapolis, but still. Um, well, the Navy's they're not, tough. They're not the Navy's Navy of the always, last few years. But their Navy, Navy's always tough because you have to prepare for because a triple option are. that yeah. you don't right. You don't play any of the rest of the year. So you can't spend a ton of time in practice on the triple option and get out of your rhythm for everything else. It is a but tough game. But it could pop you in the mouth. That's it right. could pop yeah. you in the mouth. Yeah, that absolutely. triple option, if that's run to a high level of success, like I think Georgia Tech used to do too uh, a few years ago, right, yeah. uh, or may still do, but if it's ran at a high level of success, some teams just don't have the athletes or wherewithal to uh, survive that, you know, right. uh, series Absolutely. in and series out. So uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's not going to that's that's going to look if we get that win. That's going to be a pretty decent win, but. Yeah, Mercer, Georgia State, South Alabama, uh, not a good way to open yeah, up you, your, your yeah. at least your home schedule right. anyway. And those can't yeah. be close games, and you cannot lose those at all. Those are danger games for Memphis big time. Absolutely. Now, Brandon, uh, if you want to, man, if you got the time, you can hang around after the break and uh, make picks with us in college football in the next segment. Hey, I'm not going nowhere. I'm on you guys' time. It's Adam and Chad show. All right, well, we'll be right back with our picks on Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM and the U.S. 51 Country mobile app.
U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of U.S. 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website, us51country.com, and click on Calendar to post your information. Quitting smoking is one of the best things you can do for your health. It's never too late, no matter how long you've smoked. If you need help quitting smoking, call the Tennessee Tobacco Quit Line at 1-800-QUIT-NOW. This message brought to you by the Tipton County Health Department, your best choice for well-child exams, WIC, and much more. Call Tipton County Health Department at 476-0235. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third-generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. There's fun for everyone at the Lauderdale County Fair, Thursday, August 30th through Saturday, September 1st. Enjoy a beautiful, fun-filled evening at the 15th Annual Lauderdale County Fair. Come one, come all for the delicious food, great rides, games, exhibits, livestock shows, mini tractor pool, tours, family circus, main stage entertainment, cake and dessert auction, barnyard animals, cash prizes, and more. Don't miss out on the free gate admission. There is no charge to attend the Lauderdale County Fair. Friday is Senior Citizens Day with lots of events scheduled for seniors from 11 to 1. This spectacular fair happens Thursday, August 30th through Saturday, September 1st at the Lauderdale County Fairgrounds located at the Air Base in Halls. Don't miss out on all the great fun. There is something for everyone at the 15th Annual Lauderdale County Fair. For more information, contact the Lauderdale Chamber at 731-635-9541. We can't wait to see you at the fair. U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Hey guys, it's Luke here. This is Libra. Brad Paisley. Hi everyone, this is Keith Urban. We Blake Shelton. Dirk Bentley. Miranda Landers. Thank y'all for listening, and we hope you guys love it as much as we do. Under mostly sunny skies, temperatures will climb into the lower 90s today. That'll produce a heat index value near 100. Partly cloudy, mid-70s overnight. Increasing clouds and increasing rain chances for Wednesday afternoon and Thursday. Let Green King Spray make your neighbors green with envy. Have the best-looking yard in the neighborhood. Call Green King Spray, 901-831-9466, or visit greenkingspray.com. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. You're listening to Adam and Chad. The juice has come over me. On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. And welcome back. Final segment, Adam and Chad. US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. The US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live, where we are taking your comments. We also have on the phone, Brandon Reed. He's going to help us make our picks. Hopefully, he's going to uh, also join the group, the ESPN group that we have, Adam and Chad Sports, and you can compete against him as well. He's eligible for prizes. He's just a guest on the show, so he's eligible for prizes in the thing, too. So maybe he'll join. 
But uh, we got him on the phone with us. Adam, uh, you said we got a couple of comments we need to get to on the Facebook yeah. Live feed. We just had, uh, we had uh, Ken Lomax said a big thank you to y'all support Brock and the Chargers, one team, one goal. Also, he didn't say anything about the thing I brought up, though. No, did he? he didn't. About no, no, Tennessee, no, he didn't him saying Tennessee would uh, right. never lose. He'll probably record. send you an inbox message for that one. He though. said, never going to happen. <laughs> I get, remember it like it was yesterday. It was 22 years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday. Right. <laughs> and then also, uh, Brandon, you got a shout-out from uh, Daniel. He said Brandon's the man. So, I don't know if you, Daniel, I think Shark is how you pronounce his last name. I don't know. He says, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all have wise fans, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds, sounds it's like, like okay, it. Okay, huh? block this dude. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no, okay. No, truth be told, that's the editor-in-chief of MyFantasySportsTalk.com. So is he's, it? he's oh, biased. Okay. Yeah. Which, he's by biased. the way, fantastic well, site. Me. Let me just say that. Fantastic site, MyFantasySportsTalk.com. And, and because it's the name is misleading almost, it's – they talk fantasy sports, of course, on a lot of stuff. There's podcasts and things like that. They have articles on, like, every show that comes on, you can see if somebody agreed with what you thought or not. Like, I'm big into the Arrowverse shows, except Supergirl. But, I like, the Arrowverse shows I really like on CW, and they'll review those on My Fantasy Sports Talk. They'll review wrestling events. I mean, it's just uh, it's crazy the... Uh, what do you call it, breadth of stuff that is on MyFantasySportsTalk.com? Yeah, it, it was kind of difficult for us uh, over the last, I would say, two years to kind of um, manage all of this because we opened up the entertainment section. It was pretty much primarily just sports. I mean, it was created by Dan Chalk as another fantasy avenue because fantasy sports were blowing up when he created this. You know, And we're right. already there uh, probably five, five years or so ago uh, that the site has been up up. Um, when we opened up the entertainment section, it's just like, okay, uh, the, this, the name is going to be a little bit misleading, but it's almost like my fantasy entertainment site now. So right, you go yeah. there for real sports, you go there for fantasy sports, you go there for entertainment, you know, um, uh, TV show, uh, you know, movies, reviews, everything like that. So, um, yeah. but yeah, definitely, definitely a one-stop shop. I'd say bookmark it and check us out. You know, we're, we're one of those, we're trying to become up and coming and next level. I would say we're not a blog site. We're more than that. We've had to upgrade servers four times. So we're oh, more than just a blog site. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. handling traffic. You know, we're, we're not just a blog site, but uh, it's hard to get to that next level, you know, like a Bleacher Report did once back in the day or the Ringer or somebody like that. But um, we're Barstool. trying to get there, and we just – yeah, exactly. So we appreciate all the support you can get, myfantasysportstalk.com. Yeah, it's I, honestly, it's great. Check it out. There's something on there for everybody. Right. I mean, and uh, I, I – of course, uh, because uh, I'm friends with Brandon, I – see a lot of the links pop up to a lot of things maybe the rest of you don't but uh, uh the entertainment section to me is a lot of fun too uh because like i said there's some of the shows i'm into uh talking about sports though it's time to make our picks we have a uh college pick'em group on espn it is called the adam and chad sports group it's pretty simple. Uh, so you just look that up when you're looking to join a group. Uh, you make your thing under your own ESPN deal on College Pick'em, and then you just join the group. The group is open to anybody to join, and we will be competing for prizes. I still didn't rem- I didn't. I meant to look up in the break who won last year, and I don't remember. Yeah, I couldn't find it. It was just it's so far down the thing. We'll have to figure out but, next week. But we've also got uh, the link to it. It's on our 
page. It's on mine and Chad's page too. So that way, if you you can just go straight to the group that way and just create your entry and all that. So you don't Absolutely. necessarily have to go hunting around all through the groups on ESPN because I know well, that can be very frustrating. Adam, carry us through the games. Okay. Let's get started making our picks. We've all only right. got a few minutes left. We got uh, game number one is going to be Oregon State versus Ohio State. This game, I have, um, it's going to be my nine point. We're doing, uh, also, I don't know if you told Brandon, we're doing uh, confidence points. Oh, yeah, and that. it's confidence points. Right. So you, no spreads But this I don't year. tell people what I do points. in confidence. I just <laughs> right. tell what my picks right. are. But, yeah, I'm picking, I, I got Ohio State on this one. Brandon? Uh, yeah, uh, confidence through the roof on Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 98% of America picks Ohio State. I'm going with Ohio State, too. So, uh, three for three, Ohio State on that game. Adam, what's next? Okay, we've got Texas and Maryland. Um, this one's played in Maryland. Uh, I'm going with Texas on this one. Uh, Maryland's kind of one of them teams you never really know, but I'm going with Texas. Texas. Brandon? Yeah, I'm gonna have to ride with Texas uh, on this one. It, it, you said it is. Oh, it is in Maryland. It's in okay. Maryland. Yeah, um, it's in Maryland. Yeah, that kind of raises a slight red red flag. But I think they've been going through some things with their football yeah, program. Exactly they? right. Uh, uh, so uh, wild wild card factor there. But I'm gonna have to go with Texas, I guess overall. Coach probably out soon. Uh, they are in trouble for the guy dying and a lot of the culture yeah, in Maryland. A lot and of distractions. It's not Maryland's first time uh, having a lot of drama surrounding them either. So uh, 94% of America says Texas. I say Texas as well. Texas over Maryland, and uh, we all pick the same again, Adam. All right. Then we got Florida Atlantic going to play Oklahoma in Oklahoma in Norman. So you already know my pick. I, I'm picking. This is going to be my my one spoiler of the year. I'm going with Florida Atlantic. So no, no. Yeah, yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm in the one percent on this one, but I'm okay. With yeah. That. Good. Good luck to you. I'm going with the other ninety nine percent of there, uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I mean, come on, dude. Hey, I've spiked some upset several times, so I'm, I, I'm going for yeah, that. But, uh, I'm going for the bracket I mean, breaker one, here. Yeah, you do, you for sure are. He's going for broke on the first one. This is uh, Hey, Appalachian State one time beat Michigan in week one, too, I believe. So anything can happen. One week to make the difference. Appalachian State, though, was the returning FCS champion. And So there is that. Uh, Oklahoma over Florida Atlantic, no doubt in my mind whatsoever. Ninety-eight percent of America agrees with me and Brandon, and two percent. That is a decent of, football program, though. Look, Florida Atlantic is a decent football program. Two percent. So. I'm not saying it's not, but two percent of America thinks Florida Atlantic is gonna. <laughs> now look, there's a higher percentage of that in America that has been diagnosed with mental illness. <laughs> okay, and and only two percent is going with FAU in this game, and Adams putting himself in that group. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how it goes for you, but you know we'll know next week. What's the next? Game? <laughs> Got Michigan at Notre Dame. This is going to be under the lights in South Bend. Um, this one's hard for me. It's a fifty-fifty shot here. I'm going with Notre Dame because every time I don't, they somehow screw me, and I feel like though with Michigan with Shea Patterson up there at Ole Miss. It's going to give them a dynamic they didn't have last year, and I don't have any confidence in Harbaugh, but Notre Dame always gets lucky, so that's the only reason I'm going with them. It was basically a coin flip. I, I win either way because I, I don't like either team. So, well, What do you think, Brandon? 
Yeah, I'm sticking with that. I'm going with Notre Dame just because it is it is a complete toss up. But with Michigan kind of waiting so late to officially declare Shea Patterson as the man, I think that may give Notre Dame just a little bit of an edge, a little bit more solidarity there with them when they're ready for Michigan. A little bit more than Michigan may be ready for Notre Dame. It doesn't matter what you think. Michigan, I think, will win this game. I actually am very unconfident about this, though. Uh, like, uh, I, I, I think it's so close. I do think Shea Patterson's pretty good, uh, and I think Michigan, I think Harbaugh knows that it's time to do something. Now, in his to his credit, uh, Harbaugh has actually come pretty close to being in the playoffs. It just hasn't worked out. I mean, he's been like one play away two years. Close only matters in horseshoes and hangers. That and that's true. And I think he feels that. No, I think I think that Harbaugh he's feels that. Heat. And that's why I think that they go into Notre Dame uh, and uh, they end up beating them. And I, I think this game right here could be the linchpin that begins the end of Harbaugh. If he were to lose this game well, bad, I think you'll start hearing the Harbaugh. And out. that's a. That's a tough game for him to start the season because I completely agree. Michigan doesn't play. Uh, as good as Harbaugh may or may not be, he will be on the hot seat this year. Right. I agree. Completely agree. All right. And we got Ole Miss Rebels going to play Texas Tech. Uh, they're playing at Texas Tech. Against my better judgment here. I'm going with Ole Miss. I, every time I go against them in the beginning of the year, they seem to somehow get me. So I feel like Texas Tech could use the air raid on them and really do some damage, but I, I think Ole Miss slips through this and just barely gets out of this game and wins it. Brandon? Yeah, this is tough for me because I am not as familiar with how good Texas Tech may or may not be this year, but uh, I rarely, rarely ever, and it's just not in my heart to ever say Ole Miss is going to win a game. So, no, I'm not going with Ole Miss. <laughs> Texas Tech. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> going with the Red Raiders. Uh, look, <laughs> Ole Miss is basically under an interim coach still. Right. And by the way, is is Ryan Gosling still the coach at Texas Tech? I think so. Oh, um, I, I know you're is. talking about Kingsbury. Yeah, I be, uh, yeah, yeah. I believe so. I believe so. All right, <laughs> so I'm going to go with the notebook, and I'm going to say Texas Tech wins this game. No, I I got Texas Tech winning this game. They're at home, and I think Ole Miss is. Uh, just you know, stepping down another step, they got to get a different coach in there. And until then, Ole Miss is not going to rise. They're going to have to get another guy that can get in there and recruit and not have questions about the recruiting that he does. So uh, this, may, this may be a shootout that and this may be a shootout that Texas Tech or uh, Ole Miss doesn't want to get into on the road. Right. Uh, yeah, could very well I don't have that. very much confidence in their defense. We'll see what we'll see what goes on, but I, I just believe this is I kinda feel like this may be like the Memphis, Missouri thing, um, where it's gonna be a shootout. Texas Tech survives uh, as I think Memphis will survive in Columbia. Gotcha. There you go. I feel the way you do about Ole Miss is just they always get me. I, I can't I can't go with what the teams I dislike. They somehow bite me. <laughs> I think they got a lot to prove this year. I think they fell flat on their face despite what Ole Miss fans will tell you. Right. And uh, I'm not buying it this year. Right. I'm not buying it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not buying it, man. So, yeah. Then we got uh, Washington versus Auburn. This is going to be on the Plains in Auburn. I, this should be a really good game, but I think Auburn's going to handle their business. I, I think it's going to be very similar to when Alabama played Washington back in the playoff. I, Auburn's just got too much firepower this year with uh, – um, I can't ever think of his last name. Why? Stidham. Um, Stidham. Stidham, yeah. Their quarterback, you know, uh, I think he's going to help them take care of this and win since they're – especially at home. 
They're all they're okay. Well, yeah, they're, they're playing on the plane, home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I just I never have much respect for Pac-12 every single year. Right. Sometimes it bites me. A lot of times it doesn't though. So yeah, Pac. Pac-12 school coming all the way into the South to, to face Auburn at home. Sure, I'll give the edge. I do think it's going to be a great game, probably second-best game behind. I really think Michigan-Notre Dame is just classic but um, uh, of the weekend. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give the edge to Auburn as well at home. And maybe somewhere in there, Memphis and Mercer, you know, may, get, <laughs> yeah. may jump in there. <laughs> TV eyeballs. Um, Washington, look, I love Chris Peterson, one of my favorite coaches in the game. Auburn's going to win. They're at home. And I think they win this game. 74% of America, by the way, uh, picks Auburn to beat Washington, even though Auburn is ranked ninth and Washington is ranked sixth. Right. SEC clout. That's what it is. That's right. And then you got BYU versus Arizona. This one's in Arizona. I, this one was a little tricky, but it seems like the rest of the country seems to think Arizona's on it. But BYU's been kind of a sleeper. But I'm going with Arizona, though, on this. I feel like their offense is going to be too much for BYU. Uh, after those dirty dogs from BYU, those rough thugs started that fight a few years ago with Memphis. <laughs> Be going I, am off, right. I am off the bandwagon. Yeah, uh, they need to be under disciplinary action. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Arizona. I'm over. I'm over that. And uh, so I, I, I actually, this is one of the upsets I've picked. I picked BYU to beat Arizona. I think now 88 percent of America picks Arizona to beat BYU, but I think that's just a name thing. I, I think it's really got more to do with the name thing. I'm not a big believer in Arizona this year. I, and uh, I've kind of got the same attitude about the Pac-12 that you have. And I put Arizona a lot further down on that list than I put Washington. And I think BYU is one of those teams that can jump up and hit you in the mouth early and you never recover. So that's why I got BYU winning this game. All right. Then we got uh, North Carolina against California. They're playing in Cali. Uh, this one, I'm going California. I don't think North Carolina just doesn't look like they're going to be that great. So I, I got Cal on this one. Ready? Yeah, I'll have to go with Cal as well. I'll be honest, I really haven't seen her familiar. I really don't know much about either one of these teams. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. Um, I just, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Cal just because the unknown factor. Where is It's in California? It's in Cal- yeah, it's yeah. in California. And that's my deciding factor. There you go. <laughs> All right, North Carolina is has been in trouble again. Has been in the news again. This is a team that just when they started to finally get good in football got all kinds of junk. And by the way, if you notice, the football team took most of the heat uh, for – the players going to fake cl- like having classes that didn't really exist right, and all this right. stuff and uh nobody really put a big microscope on the basketball team uh that was by design by the way they right. just threw the football team big under the bus there, because right. they don't care about it right. uh and now the football team's been in trouble again i don't i'm not buying into north carolina doing anything i got cal winning this game 77 percent of america agrees with us on that one now we're down to our last two games uh one local favorite one here uh tennessee versus west virginia and they're playing in morgantown i i got i got west virginia here west virginia is going to be stout on offense i love pruitt he's my boy but he's gonna tennessee's gonna have it's gonna take at least one more year of recruiting for them to be competitive i think they might get lucky and get a bowl this year but that'll be it i think this is going to be a a pretty good little pop on the chin for Tennessee right out the gate. 
I agree. A top 20 school versus a team in Tennessee that is under reconstruction once again. Um, and, uh, I, I agree. I agree with Adam. It's, it's going to take, it's going to take time balls fans. And that's also kind of, you know, it's, it's like I feel about Ole Miss. I'll never root for Tennessee. So, uh, let them get thumped into West Virginia. That's fine with me. Right. I don't, uh, I don't root for Tennessee. And I think that's a well-known, well-established fact here on the show. Not a Tennessee fan. I got him winning this game. Eighty-six oh, percent of America where's says the, West Virginia. Where's the rock? Where's the voice when I need? Okay, here I got. You know, we can hit <laughs> me too. We, where is it? I, I don't. I don't it doesn't matter what you think. Uh, the uh, look. Here's what I think. I don't buy that into West Virginia that much this year. I don't. I don't think they're think a number they're seventeen broad. team. I don't. I'm not big on West Virginia this year or anybody in the Big 12 for that matter other than Oklahoma. Now, uh, I think Tennessee will have a lot of energy get out there and really want to do something. They got new uniforms, by the way. They trashed the smoky uniforms. Yeah, they did. They trashed them. They're done. Well, you remember, this is going to be their year, though. Yeah. Just like every year. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think it's going to be their year. I do think they jump up and grab this one against West Virginia. And then then you start hearing all of this, uh, oh, we're back, yeah, we're right. back. Now, and then they lose their first three SEC games. If they, if they, end up upsetting, if they upset West Virginia, I agree completely. That's, you're going to hear that orange bandwagon firing up again. But I, I, got them, I have them upsetting West Virginia this <laughs> week, and, and a false sense of hope spreads across <laughs> Vol Nation only to because become the orange crush once they hit conference play. That's what I think. <laughs> and then – the only game that anybody's going to care about this coming Saturday, of course, in Orlando, Louisville and Alabama, and they're going to finally get to show Central Florida how national, a true national championship plays a game. So I got Alabama. I actually got a score on this one because it's our tiebreaker, 44-17, not even close. I don't have my tiebreaker mm. score printed out. What do you got? I'm going to agree pretty much with uh, what Adam said there as far as the score, too. Look, uh, Bobby Catrino is going to have to learn how to play football without Lamar Jackson, something he hadn't had to do in a couple years. And uh, it's Alabama, so it's going to be rough for Louisville. I don't think they're going to be able to handle Tua in the offense this time. Absolutely. 99% of America thinks that Alabama will beat Louisville. Only 1%. Now, I will say that I think Alabama is favored by too much. They're favored by uh, 25 or something. That's I think that's right. too much to be favored. <laughs> Louisville can score points. Even though they don't have Lamar Jackson, they can score points. Too much for them to be favored by. And Saban never beats anybody that's worth anything by that many points. Uh, it's Auburn. So, we, uh, so, I don't believe in that. But I do believe Alabama wins this game. That's going to do it for us. Brandon, thanks for joining thanks, us, man. Thanks for hanging around and making picks. Make sure. Hey, hey thanks, man. Yep, yeah, no problem. It is college football kickoff. So excited. Can't wait. Uh, looking at the coaches poll, my Arkansas State Red Wolves and the Memphis Tigers are in it, along with two other Sun Belt teams, Appalachian State and Troy. So uh, looking for big things this year. Uh, ready. Let's do it. All right, thanks, Brandon, and thanks, everybody else, for joining us. Don't forget, join Adam and Chad Sports in the ESPN College Football Pick'em. Congrats to Nicole W. for winning. Congrats to our Player of the Week, Marcus Hayes from Covington High School. Thanks to Nick Markle for joining us, and thanks to Jeff Ireland for joining us, and Brandon Reed as well. For Adam Craig and everybody else here at the Great Grace Broadcasting Studios, I'm Chad Gatlin. See ya!
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.